Welcome to God's Acre On The Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in-person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go, wherever you are, wherever you're traveling. We're so glad to have you tuning in with us. This represents our last uh, summer uh, service for the... Church family, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go, wherever you are, wherever you are traveling. We're so grateful to be uh, hosting you and having you tune in. This is our last uh, summer service, so we will uh, next week be kicking off our program year with our traditional 8 and 10 o'clock services. So if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us for that celebration and that time of fellowship after the 10 o'clock service as our church family regathers on God's Acre. But uh, even if you're not able to, this podcast and the ability to participate virtually in the 10 o'clock service will continue throughout uh, the program year. So let us now prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his Sing like 
For you were once darkness, but now you are the light of the Lord. Therefore, live as children of the light. Ephesians 5.8 And in him there is no darkness at all. 1 John 1.5 The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we must admit that we prefer to live in the light when things are easy and we don't have to work so hard at finding our way. Today, you challenge us with the idea that you can be found in the darkness as well. Not just the darkness of night, but when we are afraid and when life is uncertain. Wherever we are today, dear Lord, whether we are in a sunshiny place or in life's darkest shadows, speak to us your word of hope. Pour through me the gift of preaching, that you might transform these ordinary words to be tailor-made for each and every one of us, and we know that you will, for we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. One of my favorite authors, Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor, was named as one of the top 100 most influential people in Time magazine in 2014. Now let's be honest. This happens to politicians, famous athletes, and billionaires all the time, but it doesn't always happen to preachers, so believe me, in the minister world, this was a really big deal. After serving All Saints Episcopal Church, a 2,000-member congregation in Atlanta for years, Barbara Brown Taylor spotted an idyllic-looking tiny white chapel with clear glass windows. It only seated 85 people, in the town of Clarksville, Georgia, population 1,726. She thought the tiny church was her dream parish. And so she waited, and then she applied, and then she got the job, and then she bought a farm of 176 acres with chickens and moved there. Members brought her baskets of homegrown vegetables and left them on her porch. For five years, she said, it was absolutely perfect. But word got out that she could preach. In 1996, Baylor named her one of the 12 most effective preachers in the English-speaking world, and overnight, minivans and suburbans pulled up to hear her. Her sermons became required reading at most seminaries. And suddenly, this tiny, sleepy church was doing four services on a Sunday, and she needed a back support brace under her robe because she was on her feet so long. In 2006, every minister far and wide was both shocked and in awe when she wrote the book, Leaving Church. The name alone scared every minister to death. What was she thinking? What would become of her? Was she leaving the ministry? But she didn't leave the ordained ministry. She just found a different calling. She accepted a position to teach in the religion and philosophy department at Piedmont College. And wouldn't you know it, since she joined the faculty there, 13 students have pursued the ordination process to the ministry. And she has written more than a dozen books. 
Her works are compared to C.S. Lewis and Frederick Buechner. These past few weeks, I've been reading Barbara Brown Taylor's book, Learning to Walk in the Dark. And I tell you, I can't put it down. To prepare for writing this memoir of sorts, she explored dark caves. She walked along dark shorelines. She dragged a blow-up mattress out in the yard and spent the night gazing at the stars. She lived blind for weeks on end to understand what blindness felt like. She shifted her schedule to be nocturnal. She only wrote at night. She explored her darkest and deepest fears. And she instantly knew that the darkness has just as many lessons as the light. And sometimes, when we are at our wit's end, God is nearest. Is it possible that when we are in the light, we don't grow as much spiritually? But when darkness descends, we tune into God immediately and drop to our knees in prayer. As children, we're taught to be afraid of the dark. We don't enter scary closets at night. We certainly don't want to peek under the bed. But when we grow up, as adults, we know that our monsters take a different shape. Darkness is when we receive a call from a family member who has cancer, or we go for months on end in unemployment, or we watch our children struggle with addiction or prayers that go unanswered, and we can do absolutely nothing. Barbara Brown Taylor says, what, would, what do you think about when you wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep? I worry about the polar ice caps melting or dementia descending or what it will feel like when I die. Taylor says, I've realized in all of this that I need the darkness as much as the light. In the light, I have a tendency to want to control things and have need to know where I'm going at all times. At night, I acknowledge I have no control whatsoever. I turn it all over to God, just like that, to watch while I'm asleep. So let's be honest. Where am I most faithful, waking or sleeping? The Bible is full of stories where human beings encounter God in the dark. God appeared to Abraham in the dark and promised him descendants more numerous than the stars. The exodus occurred at night when Moses took the Israelites and they ran for it. God also granted Moses the Ten Commandments shrouded in darkness on Mount Sinai. Jacob dreamed about a ladder to heaven in the dark and later wrestled an angel in the dark. And Jesus himself was born under a star and resurrected in the darkness of a cave. And Paul lost his sight and was converted while he was blind. So if we run from the darkness, there's a good chance we might be running from God as well. Learning to walk in the dark, metaphorically speaking, is giving up on running the show. She says, and then you sign a waiver that allows you to bump into some things that may frighten you at first. But isn't this the very definition of faith? Standing in the unknown and breathing and trusting God. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, 
a conviction of things not seen. Or put in modern language, faith is the quiet confidence that no matter what we face, God will give us the strength to face it. As I look back over my own life and think about the spiritual landscape, the ups and downs, the loss of my parents in my 20s, the birth of my children in my 30s, and all the times in between, I see a common thread, and that is God's presence, whether I realized it at the time or not. In times of light, I'm resting and life is easy. The cotton is high, the fish are jumping, and I'm in a sunshiny place. In times of darkness, I'm scared. But what I am really scared of is that I'm in unfamiliar territory, and I'm walking into the unknown, and I feel unprepared and often alone. Whether I like it or not, I must admit that like most people, I grow more spiritually in the dark periods. After 23 years of parish ministry, countless baptisms, weddings, and funerals, it all boils down to this for me. Every day, scary things happen to some degree, and it requires courage and faith to face them. So this is what faith looks like to me when I can sit and be still in the silence, in the unknown, and hear the sheer silence. Because I know even in the darkness, especially in the darkness, that God is only love, only grace, only forgiveness. In him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Let us pray. O God of darkness and light, you have been with us since the very beginning. You know our every thought and what lies ahead for us. You know when we are in sunshiny places and you know when we are in life shadows. And we ask you to help us be aware that you are with us always. We ask you to help us trust in you when life is scary and consult you so that we know which way to turn. Speak to us over and over again like a parent speaks to a child so that we can hear your soothing words. Do not be afraid. I am with you always. Listen to us now, Lord God, as we pray to you for those we know best, including ourselves.
as Jesus taught his own disciples to pray. Let us say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you and have a wonderful week.